Welcome to the Not So Easy Life podcast. I'm Brittany. And this is Miguel. And we are married and have almost four kids that we homeschool while living in a tiny RV. We're going as, growing a snack brand and developing a seven and a half acre homestead. Life is crazy. It's a full of adventure. It's not so easy, but it's a lot of fun. Okay, so in 2009, spring break, it was my senior year of college. Miguel and I got engaged. Um, he did an incredible engagement. He's so romantic, did all these amazing sweet things. Honestly, if I tried to recap it right now, I would probably forget some of the sweetest things. But he did take us, take me back to the camp where we met, that we worked at, where we started dating, and did all sorts of sweet things. It included a scavenger hunt, roses, painting together, eating Olive Garden, dancing, lots of twinkle lights, lots of photos of us during the two years that we were dating. It ended in him revealing a beautiful painting he had gotten done of us. Someone basically like painting what it would look like him proposing to me. We still have that painting on a canvas. Uh, and he washed my feet and got down on one knee and proposed. Of course, I said yes. We went back to his mom's house where our family was, a couple of friends from college, and we celebrated. It was wonderful. Um, Miguel and I were not the couple that went ring shopping together at all. Uh, he surprised me with the ring he got me, and I was immediately in love with it. Like, I love my wedding ring. I have never thought, well, when it's 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, I want to get this ring. Like, I love my wedding ring. I am satisfied with it. I love it. I remember, tell me if you ever did this, after we got engaged, especially at church. I think because just the lighting at church is good, but I would be at church and I would literally have my hands up worshiping and I would look just take a little glance and see that ring sparkle y'all it sparkled so well in church and I remember just always noticing how much it sparkled in church and I love my wedding ring I wear it all the time uh, mostly like to work out anything I would wear like gloves over it sometimes to lift weight so I wouldn't hurt it but I never take it off I always wear it uh, I remember when I was pregnant with Xander our first son I got my ring stuck on me because I gained so much weight and did not take my ring off in time and I was stressed. If you've ever gotten a ring stuck on you, it causes some serious stress and I was trying everything. We tried some like string trick, tried soap, we tried coconut oil, we tried all the things and it was not coming off and I was stressing, freaking out. I'm not sure how we got it off. My my finger was so swollen, hurt so bad, was so red. It took, I think, a couple days. But I finally was able to get it off. And I did not put it on until I knew it was safe. And so every other pregnancy after that, even though I have not gained as much weight, I've taken it off early in pregnancy just so to avoid that crazy stress of it getting stuck. And uh, I did the same when I had Zion, when I was pregnant with him. And, y'all, it's uh, we are getting very close to a year since I birthed Zion and I still have not put my wedding rings back on. Sadly, the reason I have not put my ring back on is because it just doesn't fit. So I'll tell you, I've always been the mom, you know, I've I've been a fitness instructor since I was pregnant with Xander either yoga or boot camp classes or lots of different group fitness classes. I've worked out consistently. I have been the mom that loves a good postpartum journey. Like 
I think it's because you go through pregnancy and you, you know, I still worked out most of my pregnancies just like minimally, but there's like this, you know, you miss this like pushing this hardcore sweat like this. I just worked out hard feeling that you don't really get when you're pregnant as much. And so I get excited to do that after I have a baby and to push myself and see my body change and do some really fun and hard things, you know, and after having a baby that you don't get to bring home with you and you're in mourning in this place of loss and a lot of things happening in your mind and your heart and your spirit and your body and being in pain from my first c-section and a traumatic birth experience and there's just a lot of things that come up and it really took me a long time to even want to work out I remember several weeks maybe it was a month after Zion and I was with my mom and she was like, well, you want to go for a walk? Because usually I'm like, you know, we're home. Let's go for a walk with this sweet baby. You know, let me wear the baby and walk around the block. We used to live in a neighborhood and I love it. I love getting active and moving and having my baby and being a mom that gets fit and takes care of my body. And I feel, I feel good about myself. And I also am toting around this adorable baby. You know, it's just a fun time. It really is for me. It always has been. And well, this time was different. So my mom asked me to go for a walk and we walked up the driveway. And I remember, like I said, this was only several weeks after having Zion and I got a little flushed feeling and I was like, I mean, we hadn't even made it up the driveway and I told her I was ready to turn around. And I'll tell you the reason why, and I told her this is because the last time I felt that flush feeling was when... I had been rushed from the birth center over to the emergency room at the hospital, um, knowing they're searching for my baby's heartbeat, trying to find out if he's okay. But also, I began to feel flushed and like I was going to pass out. And I don't know if I've ever passed out in my life, but I immediately told them, I feel like I was really hot. I was asking for water, which they refused because they pretty much knew they were going to take me in for surgery. And they, I said... They asked me if I could hear them, and I said, I can hear you now, but I think pretty soon I won't be able to. And I began to begin to pass out. They lifted my legs up. I might have passed out a tiny bit, but somehow I stayed too, but I was in pain of contractions happening because I was very dilated, ready to have a baby, nine months and one day, ready to birth my sweet son who was perfect and healthy and ready but my body was shutting down because I was losing blood on the inside. And so when I'm walking with my mom, trying to get active a little bit, I feel that flesh feeling, which at the time was probably just me about to break a sweat. But because of that past experience at the hospital, it scared me. And it made me not know how far to push my body or what to do or what was right or what was wrong. And I realized in that moment, like, I don't even know if I know my body or trust my body because the morning I went into labor, well, I thought I was going into labor to have my baby. I thought my water had broken. And it wasn't until we drove to the birth center and I saw that what was actually not my water being broken, but was blood coming out of me that I realized, and I'm just realizing, I don't even know what's happening in my body because what I thought was happening was the furthest away from what was actually happening. And I think it really created a lot of distrust within myself, within my body, within knowing myself, maybe even created this new sense of, not being able to make the right decision or know what the right decision is, probably a lot of fear-based decision-making and 
just a lot of that has set in with me and y'all it's really hard and I will say it is really hard to walk a new path where what you normally have felt and what you've clung to as a piece of your identity of being a fit person a fitness instructor a fitness mom all the things that I had been in the past that I loved being that I prided myself in that I enjoyed it was all gone and I didn't even care you know I mean I told them my mom and my sister and probably my husband months in to the grieving process, like, I know I should be working out, but I really don't care to be at this point. And I think I even told my mom, even if you told me right now that I need to start working out, I probably wouldn't. And I mean, I'm telling you now, 11 months later, it does suck because I've put on weight that it's going to take a lot longer to get off. I'm pretty sure I'm heavier now than I was right after birthing Zion. Like I said, my wedding ring still does not fit without me feeling like it's going to be stuck on me. And it's just really hard for that piece of your identity to be stripped away. And if you've ever had a piece of your identity that maybe you didn't even know you were clinging to, you didn't even know you were walking in, but that is an artificial sense of identity that can be stripped away, it really makes your life challenging. It makes you very aware of what we cling to, you know, and I started this podcast knowing I wanted to share the story because I feel like it's one that needs to be shared and maybe some people will resonate with it, but also I didn't know like, what's this big like point I'm going to make and what, how am I going to like circle this around and come back to some positive thing? Cause that's who I am. I am a positive person, but I don't really know the like outcome of this podcast other than to share the story and just say, it's really hard when a piece of your identity like this get stripped away and then you're like who even am I because half the time I really wish I could just have a shirt with a disclaimer on it like my disclaimer might say I'm usually smaller than this or usually I'm a size medium but I'll take a large or I have a really put pretty wedding ring it just doesn't fit me yet or maybe my disclaimer might say my baby just died or I'm a grieving mom so have grace on me There's so many things I could think of, like, you know, usually I'm really fit, but grief, you know, just all these, like, this is who I was, but grief, this is who I was, but this happened to me. And there's so many things in our life like that, you know, like, this is who I am, but this is happening. And I know I'm not the only one who's walking through something hard or something challenging or something that is life-changing and terrible and something that shatters false identities that we're holding on to. And so I guess all I'm saying is, here I am. This is me. I have to continually, daily remind myself that my identity only comes from God and who He created me to be and who He made me to be. And it's not in my body and it's not in my size. It's not in what I do or what I can or can't do. It's not what I achieve. It's not what I say or what I think. It's who God created me to be. And it is a constant, continual thing that I have to do to remind myself to speak it over to myself like literally daily and every day is different some days I feel more confident and better and some days I am just hanging on the edge of this piece of my identity that has been stripped away and wondering where I'm left and who I'm left to be without that piece of me because it has been a big piece I've done health and fitness stuff as a profession for probably 10 years now so it's big and challenging but I just want to encourage you, I guess, from this podcast and sharing the story to really remember where your identity comes from, to find it in God's word and who he created you to be. Start there because God's word is true and it's more true than our thoughts. It's more true than what other people tell us. It's more true than the encouragement from people we love. God's word holds true forever and always, no matter what changes in your life.
So I hope that encourages you today.